Welcome to the Two Vets Talk Pets podcast, hosted by veterinarians Dr. Lewis Kirkham and Dr. Robbie Anderton, who'll give you the inside scoop on the secret lives of your pets and have a lighthearted look at the latest animal news, health tips, and other random facts. All names of people and pets have been changed for confidentiality, so if the story sounds familiar, don't flatter yourself. Every owner is just as animal crazy as you are. So sit down, place your furry feathered or scaly best friend on your lap, and it's over to Lewis and Robbie. Hello and welcome listeners to episode, blah, blah, blah. I think it's 160 of the Two Vets Talk Pets podcast where too much talking to pets is barely enough. I'm Dr. Robbie Anderton and I'm joined by Dr. Lewis Kirkham for part two of our outside broadcast, Port Douglas special. Lewis, how are you going? Oh, I'm even more relaxed than last week, mate. Definitely. Are you? Definitely. Yeah, that's, that's because now you've stood up so you've actually got some blood flow back <laughs> into your left bum cheek again. Don't destroy the uh, the the behind the third wall, mate. We're, there's no way we're sitting up here in the, Break the, fourth in, curtain. In the trees with a couple of teenage boys looking at us going... That's normally where we hang out. What's going yeah, on? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, Climb right. the trees, get some coconuts. That's right. They're too busy on their phones. And here we are. We're just two middle-aged white guys recording a podcast. Exactly. Just, just, what, just what you expect two middle-aged white guys to be doing by themselves, <laughs> hiding up in the bushes, overlooking the beach in Port Douglas. Uh, fantastic. And uh, as uh, for those who didn't listen to last week's, that's where we are, up in yes. far north Queensland. Go back and listen to last week's episode yes. because some of the stuff will make a lot more sense for this week. Definitely, definitely. And uh, we... Uh, Went to Mossman Gorge the other day, mate. Uh, oh, yes. You heard of Mossman Gorge? I have heard of Mossman Gorge, yes. Beautiful sort of swimming spot. Uh, up Very up. cold water. Yeah, lovely cold water, but some, some lovely pools that you can swim in, some large boulders you can sort yes. of swim around. It's quite a free-flowing. There's been a fair bit of rain up here. So, But, uh, but of course, uh, far north Queensland, any sort of body of water or yes. river that you, you're going into. Crocodiles. You're always worried yes. about uh, Mr. About, Snappy about the uh, the uh, special protein diet, the crocodile, yes. the crocodile the, the, that's the, in the, there, the novel protein diet that's not in the delicate care. It, exactly, but, you no, know, no, because because it uh, needs to be ethically sourced. Like you're correct. Yes, and, and I don't think crocodile is necessarily an ethically sourced. Not if you're getting it from the river. Anyway, so yeah. Mossman Gorge, swimming around, you know, having fun with all the family and, and cousins and, and my brother and and sister-in-law sort of, at one stage we were crawling along this area at the side of the, the, the gorge and she's, oh, oh, something, I think something just sort of nib- something nib- bit me. nibbled on, nibbled on my, my foot and I thought, oh, that's a, that that's interesting and, uh, you know, we said, oh, yeah, whatever, Joe, and she's sort of showing, says, you know, no real mark on it on a leg yeah. or anything and then, uh, and then a little bit later along, um, I was uh, I was sort of in the similar area, actually, just oh, walking really? along a bit of a submerged log. Right. And genuinely, it was a submerged log. It wasn't a submerged log with teeth. It, well, and genuinely, something has actually gone and bitten me hard. Oh, really? On the top of my foot. Someone's giving you a I knock. Did, I did send you the photo. You did, yes, yeah, and, yeah. Uh, and uh, I'll put it on the put it on the somewhere for yes. others to see. And uh, and I had genuinely and and felt like you know when a you know when something sort of grabs on your fishing rod and has a real oh good yeah it gives you a bit of a shake it wasn't like, just a, a, like one, a dog with a toy yeah, yeah it wasn't just a one bite this was a genuine like uh, several bites yeah right and I thought is that a crocodile I thought well no my foot's still there so yeah, probably the, probably not a crocodile would have taken the whole yes. thing I think and look down and yeah sure enough I've got I have marks bleeding marks on my foot wow from what I believe to be a freshwater eel it's got a little bit angry that I've disturbed its disturbed spot and it's got Three teeth on the top and two on the bottom because I've been bitten three times. So you can see that. Right. <laughs> so it's been having a little th- bit of a gnaw at you. Three bites at you. You're, I'll, a, you're very I'll, I'll tasty take off my shirt because we're far enough away that uh, oh, here comes here comes a brother and, and sister-in-law walking. G'day, everyone. Yep, g'day. Yeah, Just, f- f- first listeners for an outdoor podcast. Oh, it's not as good. It's actually healed quite well, but you can sort oh, of see. Oh, there we go. Yeah. yeah you can see the... Uh, Sorry, I'm, the, I'm, the, I'm going I'm to show him my war wound next. Hang <laughs> on. Yeah, sure. Oh, no. Oh, they're coming... Come and join. We'll never stop them talking if they yeah. come and join us. <laughs> <laughs> ne- 
Uh, yeah, oh no. So yeah, so there, there you go. So bitten by a bitten by a fresh freshwater fresh, fresh, freshwater freshwater eel. eel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Showing off. Yeah, Annie Joe. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Annie Joe's saying she got bitten e- as well. Yeah. <laughs> There's no war wound on her no, though. No, no, unlike, no. She healed up a bit quicker. So I, if you I, do go to Mossum Gorge, mate. Yes. Just watch as over you, the years. as you go in the normal spot, just yeah. off the left around. There's a nice little quiet spot. Yes. Yeah. Perhaps take the GoPro. Yeah, it dives down, see if you can get some photos of the freshwater eel. Yeah, I'll just swap his mouth and say I can find a trace of your DNA there, Lewis. <laughs> yeah, yeah, confirm confirm right. that you were really there. Definitely. They don't normally, they're not normally aggressive, I don't think. No, no. But this time. How about yes, if you step definitely. on their tail, mate? Does that does that tend to irk them a little bit? Does well, that I didn't feel to, that. I yeah. didn't feel that. But, uh, but yeah, we have we have been in, in waters before where I've got a bit of vision of uh, some eels and some freshwater eels. So we think right. that's probably what. Well, I got a little upset that I was standing on his. On his little spot on his on his Yeah, he, on might, his have, he might, have ca- might have caved his, his cave in, mate. Oh, don't you know? say that. You're Poor bad little man. Guy. Bad Poor little, little man. Guy. I guess I deserve yeah. the bite then if that's oh. what happened. How's uh, your week been, mate? Uh, so um so part two of um of, of Melvin. Yes. Yeah. So um so where where we where we left off the story was when we uh when we flew up that um we'd ran blood tests on Melvin and um and his white blood cells had gone through the roof. Yes, right. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. so white concentrate. Blood, yeah, yeah. White, <laughs> white blood cells had gone through the roof, and uh, what had happened? Like, so we were worried about, um, and, and just not eating. Lost two hundred grams, two hundred and fifty grams, and thought, far out. We might be in some real yeah. strife here because the risk is with using the electric lasso is that you can get necrosis of the wall. Right. You know? so, yeah, okay. um, so as much as what it's there to try and burn off the polyp and try and cut it off, the problem is is that if there's enough damage to the actual, um, to the actual tissue, you, know, you could foreseeably get damage to the, uh, to, the abdom- to the stomach wall and you could end up with a perforation. Perforation, peritonitis, then yes. we could be in some real strife. Yes, and also probably where he hang the camera... In the gut, so that you could, while you're on holidays, he watch for bleeding. Sorry, that's watch what he said, didn't he? Where, where he hooked the GoPro on yeah, there. Yeah, 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 did yeah. He, he put a little camera in there, didn't just he? Just a little hook on there for yeah. the GoPro kept, so we could see what was happening. Kept it there on the wall just so you could monitor so that So we could monitor, monitor the healing process. <laughs> yes, yeah. yes. Um, so, so by the time we left, you know, I, I messaged work and I said, look, you know, we've got to keep him going on the on the antinausea medication. We've got to keep him going on the um, the antacids. We're trying to help to, to stop, you know, from the gastric acid, trying to potentially cause more burn there and try and stop an ulcer from forming. Um, and said, oh, we're just going to start him on some antibiotics and we'll just have to see how see how we're looking in a couple of days. So by the time we'd left him, things were looking bad. We had no diagnosis back from the lab. I'm on the plane. The plane's not taking off. I think, oh, God, all of this. Everything's all of this against you. It's against you, mate. building, building, yeah. building. So once we landed um, up in uh, up in Cairns, uh, turned my phone back on, um, got the call from, from work. Melvin's eating. Oh, fantastic. Oh, um, that's great. PCV is stable. Yes. So, he, so his red blood cell numbers are stable. He's got no abdominal pain. Um, he's eating much better. Yep. You know, so he's gained weight. He's put some weight on, which is terrific. And we got the biopsy results back. Came back as an adenoma. So, okay. so an adenoma with so adenoma being a benign growth. The, the pathologist yes. um, wrote on there that she's favoured adenoma over benign inflammatory polyp, just be, because of the way that the cells looked. Right. But regardless, it's low grade. Oh, that's good. And with mate. complete that's excision great. with the oh, with the electric lasso. That's fantastic. So, so news. cowboy Clinton is uh, and his electric Oof. lasso is struck again well of being done. able to clear out this uh, this lesion, and now he's. Feeling better, eating better. So I, I don't think we're still completely out of the woods, but um, but oh, you know, I think things, things are looking a hell of a That's lot better spent. for Melvin. So uh, so it's great. So finally, once we once we'd arrived, you know, uh, on on the plane, I could finally start to relax and go. 
oh, thank goodness. I, I can actually now sort of relax. Because I've been, I've been holding on to a lot of tension, Lewis, yes. and worrying about what was going on. Yeah, bet, and, and even when we were there just watching him, just the old watch pot never boils. We're going, he's not eating. He's still not eating. Yeah. He's still not eating. What can we do? Eating. What can we give him? What yeah. else can we give yeah. him? What else have I got in the cupboard that I can throw at him? Yes. So, oh, yeah. wow. That's great news, mate. That, that's really fantastic. So he's doing better, which is good. Well, my week, I mean, uh, thanks for asking. I, I've been been scuba diving, mate. Yes. Uh, what you've been worrying. And getting getting eaten by eels. Yeah, yeah. We're scuba diving. We went, to, we went out to the reef uh uh, one of the days, and it was a rough day. Yeah, twenty okay. to thirty knots, quite yeah, right. quite windy sort of day, and and uh, my family, uh, most of my family, sort of do get uh, bit on the seasick side, bit seasick, so they know to, to dose up on the meds. Yep. No, so so that we're going on, and we were on this boat, and and it was interesting. We're all going, uh, Stella and I, doing uh, the scuba, and then everyone else is sort of snorkeling yeah. and that sort of thing. And I sort of said, uh, you know, and there was another family on board, and they were just so happy. They were, Talking in another language, so obviously from oh, well, I don't know, but they were, it was very excited talking. Yes. They were obviously excited. All going to the reef. There's a good age range there, and and so we're going out. It's an exciting day. Going out in the harbour, and there's yeah. not, not a lot of wind. It's you know, it's quite nice in the harbour. Get out of the harbour, and I was watching this one bloke that was just sitting there. He was happy as Larry the Dad. You know, he's all, all, all good with everything's going on, and if you hit the first big wave out in the harbour. And I've just seen him turn just, just green. green. Just green. Just yeah. the colour's just gone. I've gone, oh, oh. I've gone, uh, uh, just everyone, just check that guy yeah. over there. And literally within 10 minutes, they were all lying down, all had the sick bags, oh. all out vomiting. I thought. Just a, re- a real Citizens Park uh, kind of, you know, yeah. sort of fiasco. Yeah. Well, yeah. that's another, yeah, gastro. Yeah, cause. Yeah. Nausea. Yeah. yeah. If you're listening last week, the cause of cause of gastro. But, but um, oh, it, was, it was just sort of so sad to see that. We knew that we dose up because it's yep. uh, you know it's it's going to be rough, but uh, but they, it ruined their day really. Oh. A lot of them didn't get out snorkeling, didn't see anything, and oh really? And, and you know they give the big spiel the the boat owners, the the crew on the boat all give the spiel. You know, take some meds now. Take it's not yep. you know it's preventative. It doesn't treat it. But you know they're there just with the sick bags, and uh, it, it wasn't a, go. it wasn't a fun day. And so yep. when when snorkeling, did snorkeling, uh, did some scuba diving. Stella got her advanced junior open wow, water. Wow, nice is, one. Yeah, scuba, which is fantastic. And the um the guys actually saw a hammerhead shark on the on the reef. Oh really? How about wow. that? Three three saw. Uh, since we all got the boat in April, my youngest said, oh, "I saw a hammerhead shark." Like, oh yeah, because she knows I'd I'd love to see. Hammerhead shark. Yeah, oh, really? That's been, on your, that's been on your thing to see. Yeah, this. I have seen one um, uh, once before Yeah, um, in, in the Galapagos. Um, right. But, uh, yeah, to see it out in the reef. And, and she got on board, and I thought, oh, yeah, good on you, April. You give me you know, yeah, you know, yeah. Good, good joke. Good joke on Dad. And then uh, Mia and Stella, uh, Mia and uh, and Jack, my, my cousins, then got aboard. So, yeah, we saw a hammerhead shark. So I was like, right, three. Awesome. Can't deny that. So I actually saw a hammerhead shark out there. So to... to, uh, to um, to our overseas listeners, where we are, full of crocodiles, biting Crocod- eels, yep. hammerhead sharks, yep. uh, seasickness. Yes, yep. highly recommend coming up, checking out Cairns. Yeah. And, 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 and a lot of rugby league players as well that we need to be careful <laughs> well, of. Oh, I saw a footy player early today as well. Oh, did so, you? Yeah, 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 yeah. So there you go. <laughs> Soul <laughs> of the earth, the Aussie rule play. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, so uh, what do you got for us, mate? So, are we, are we um, the sponsors? Or uh, yeah, let's some? talk about the sponsors. Oh, hey? big, big thank you to Zilkeen. Absolutely uh, big thanks to Zilkeen. Alpha Gazozapine, great, mild, Anxiety lowering medication. Look, if, if you're putting your pet on a plane, a bit yes. like, like Robbie and his kids are on the plane uh, recently, having a little bit of an issue, certainly can help before those flights. It's it's non sedating. Or um, on the boat going to Tassie as well. Yes. I use a lot of it for that. Yes. People yeah. moving house. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yep, yeah. for cats and dogs, um, you can use it in your horse as well. Not that we know too much about that, um, but yeah, great anxiety lowering medication. Um, go and check it out. Get it from your vet. Yes, absolutely, uh, and uh, and make it part of your animals. 
behaviour modification training program to try and help them get over the uh, get over stress because no one likes to be stressed. Yeah. That's no fun. Oh, there's the good lady wife. Yes, there's Deb. Every, everybody keeps wanting Deb on the podcast. Come to yeah. check us out. She'll probably take a nice photo if she comes on up. Yeah, we'll there you go. Take a photo. Um, and uh, and while she's coming, we'll talk about Delicate Care. Yes, De- Delicate Care, great sponsor of the show, Australian made, Australian owned, high quality Australian ingredients. Deb, Deb will want to come up and talk about uh, how how good Delicate Care is as oh, well. Undoubtedly, and here comes April as well for, and for April. a bit of a chat and a, and a hello. Oh, hey. hang, on, hang on. We've always got a, a, quite a few people sending uh, questions, and they're always asking for Deb to be on the show, aren't they? So, yeah. So uh, uh, welcome, Deb, to, to the podcast again. Hello, everybody. Hey, Deb, how are you going? <laughs> well, thanks. Yeah, I'm, I'm all right, thank you. It's good, good to see you. Great to see you in FNQ. Uh, uh, absolutely, yes. Yeah, oh. I'm, I'm, now we're up in FNQ. I know that you're not swearing at me, so no, that's great. No, no, no. It's good to be here in the therapeutic warmth of tropical North oh, Queensland. A- absolutely. Apart from the fact it's made my allergies go crazy. I have to go to the chemist and try and find a bucket load of antihistamines to try and uh, load, load myself up. Because as soon as I got off the plane, I just started sneezing my nose off. But oh. and, but everything else is, is great. It um, it really ramps up that feeling that the locals don't want um, Victorians full of COVID here. So if you're sneezing your head off, that's, that's great. It's, it's not COVID. It's, it's not a, COVID. It's exactly what I said to the lady at the pharmacy. I said, whatever you can give me to try and stop me from sneezing and having people trying to shun me, please just load me up. Look, that's a great chat, guys. So we do need to move on to the podcast. April, just a quick chat. Come come up to the mic, sweet. Just uh, just tell the listeners what you saw on the reef the other day that, that nobody else, well, very rarely sees. Um, Your dad in a wetsuit? <laughs> no, I saw a hammerhead shark. Hammerhead shark. Nice yeah, one. So as we're saying, it's full of crocodiles, hammerhead sharks, uh, eels that bite. Yeah. Uh, great. Uh, men, men up, middle-aged men up in the bushes recording podcasts. It's, it's, it's a place to come to FNQ, isn't it? I did see the police out there. I think they're looking for you, but um, yes, I'll have to report back. That's right. It's just a couple of guys. Uh, l- l- luckily, Lewis doesn't have his name on the back of his shirt so that they can't <laughs> readily identify him. Oh, no, hang on, wait, they do. You know? What we might do is we might get you guys to take a photo of us recording and uh, and, and speaking. FNQ. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, so actually, there. Um, I had an article, but Deb's got the phone now, so it uh, might be over to you. Uh, over I'll, me. Yeah, I'll I'll be, thank you to Delicate Care. D- delicate Care, Delicate Care, rah, rah, rah. They're really good. You know? <laughs> and and go, and go and find out about cherish at your pet store as well yes yeah the new new product around and also big thank you to our to our patreon supporters patreon supporters um, yes as, without as you we, guys yeah this, this we, we do it for you guys that's right and we might get deb to take one from the other way with the beach behind us uh, mate, yeah this, this is a good way for everyone to see just how dodgy we are up in the bushes yeah exactly where whereabouts we are situated so um uh, so, so your paid patreon subscribers thank you go to patreon.com and you can search for two vets talk pets and you can find uh Find us there, and for as little as two dollars a month, when Lewis gets back from far north Queensland, he'll send you a uh, send you a sticker. Oh, that's pushing it, mate. Oh, really? Of course, I it's pushing. Don't it. know we've got many many stickers left, but uh, well, that's I found a bucket load of them while we're cleaning up the house, so oh, I'll bring them up for you the next oh, time. Oh, very nice. <laughs> well, those are the ones you took back off the off the, off the uh, table, off the, the tables at, at the at the the charity at, at, charity, at, at, ball the charity ball that yes. we donated the stickers for. Absolutely, you, yeah, yeah. You, well, you took the stickers off the table off the charity ball. Well, they, they only would have got burnt anyway when the whole place burnt down <laughs> later on that night. So yeah, we weren't to know that. Maybe it was the the flammable glue on the on the cheap stickers. It might have been. Yes. Yeah, yeah, the, the ones that I knew you should have gone for the non-flammable glue, Lewis. Um, so just quickly, I just wanted to bring about uh, talk about something that um, we've spoken about in the podcast previously about um, about FIP, you know, yes. feline infectious peritonitis, yes. the feline coronavirus um, that is uh, unfortunately common, and and when cats get it, it's um, sorry, I might just have to. I'll just stop yeah, for just a second. Re- I'm just going to turn around just for a photo. Just rotate around. 
Yeah, just get the beach in. That's perfect. Everyone's smiling for, for a photo. That's April. All April, good. sorry. No, that's all good. Excellent. A great pause in the podcast. Our oh, mum's in the way. Yeah. Oh, that's right. We can, we can fix that's her right. up in post. No, yeah, we had to edit that out. That uh, Very good with the Photoshop. Excellent. All right, thank you. So, yeah, fit, fit, mate. Feline thank you very much, April. Um, yeah, so feline infectious peritonitis. Yeah, just a quick um, quick rejig for everyone. Caused by feline coronavirus. It's a very common um, <gasps> low-grade... <gasps> coronavirus? What? Very common low-grade um, viral infection in cats. It usually just causes problems in the gut. Um, but in some cats, it can get systemic. And in some cats, it then uh, mutates into a feline infectious peritonitis virus which then basically just turns into a, um, you know, a unfortunately what's always previously been basically a, a, a lethal infection yes. that we can't couldn't could never really treat the cats for yes. they um, they just uh, get either a what's called a dry fip where they get these granulomatous swellings around their body or, or wet fip where they just be effusing fluid in their gut and then in their chest and in their uh, in their heart uh, their cardiac sacs and basically yeah it was death uh, it was a death sentence wasn't it Lewis? Oh, it's terrible it's one of those ones where you, you usually have a consult and it's a, it's a younger kitten the owners you know have just recently you know got the cat or you know had it only for you know, up to six you know six months or something like that and and it's it's something i think as you get older as a vet it's an experience thing you yeah know, perhaps when you're younger you thought i oh, will try some tests and do all this and then as you get older it's sort of just it sort of things just is no easy diagnosis for it. No, as as as, uh, as we've talked about in the podcast before, and it's one of those things where you just get a bit of a bad feeling. Yeah, that, um, that they you know that they they're new kids, and it's horrible to tell people that. Yeah, that in the past. It's been a death sentence. Absolutely. Um, but as it is now, thanks, yeah. thankfully with COVID. Right. You know, so with all the... Oh, something good's come from so, COVID. Something good. good's come from yes. COVID. Yes, the absolutely. cats are being helped. For, from all the all the stuff that we've had where um, they've been trying to find antiviral medications, they've actually found, um, uh, and we were talking about this previously... Um, this is an article that's been written by Richard Malik, the, um, the the guru of yes. uh, infectious diseases yes. of both dogs and cats, but um, uh, he works out of uh, Sydney Uni. Um, this is a little article that was sent to me called a Treatment of FIP in caps, Cats with Remdesivir. Um, so up until recently, a diagnosis of FIP was a death sentence for a feline patient. Although omega interferon and po- polypropranil immunostimulant had reasonable efficacy in some cases, most cats and kittens diagnosed with FIP died or required euthanasia on welfare grounds. That all changed a few years ago because of the culmination of lifelong FIP research by Professor Niels C. Peterson at UC Davis. Niels first showed that a purpose-designed protease inhibitor could save the lives of some cats with FIP, and soon thereafter he showed that the nucleoside analogue, GS441524, was even more effective for treating FIP, although the dose required depended on whether or not there was ocular or CNS involvement. Right. GS numbers, we'll call it, just to make my life easier, was a drug developed by US company Gilead, which disappointingly has shown no interest in developing the molecule as a veterinary treatment for FIP. So to fill the void for effective FIP therapy, various companies started making GS and a whole lot of numbers and selling it as a black market drug. Yes. Although it was very expensive, the widespread availability of good quality 
GS a whole lot of numbers, provided a way for dedicated cat owners to save cats with wet or dry fip, although procuring the drug was complicated, usually relying on the help of a Facebook collective. Unfortunately for cat lovers, the APVMA and Australian Veterinary Practitioners Boards eventually twigged what was happening and the border force made it more difficult to source uh. GS1 for whole lots of numbers and safely import it for veterinary use, with punitive threats to veterinarians who facilitated the treatment of cats with FIP. Well, that so was always part of it, wasn't it? That we could we could tell owners that, well, I thought... There might be something around, but we a, can't tell you what it is. There is a product, and if you go on the internet and Google it, yeah. <laughs> which we don't normally say to do, no, no. there is an option, but unfortunately you need to do it all yourself. You need to do the injections yourself. We can't be involved at all because our licence you know, is, is on the line. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. So, so, that, so there's a way now to source it, is there? But what's happened now, Lewis, is that there's a, a compounding pharmacy here in Australia has managed to secure a reliable source of remdesivir to formulate. Studies in Australia have determined that the shelf... Uh, blah, blah, that's all pretty boring stuff. For the past six weeks, we have been using it in clinical cases of FIP in cats and kittens. Right. Some of these cats have been new diagnoses, while others were cats that had already improved with black market source GS whole lot of numbers yes. that had subsequently become unobtainable. There was a mixture of effusive and non-effusive cases. Based on a small number of cats... Remdesivir seems to be highly effective at managing FIP infections. Wow. It's slightly easier to administer than the parent drug and seems to be a little less painful when following subcutaneous administration. That was a big part of it. I think that's very painful injections. So telling owners you've got to give these injections at yep. home. Every day. Every day. Uh, that... that that the cat hates um, without veterinary assistance. Difficult. Was, was, yeah, got things Difficult. pretty pretty tight. Yeah. So... Um, so the so there is a, an option out there um for for really severe cats um you can give it as a really high dose intravenous for three days and then a lower dose under the skin for two to three months right the main thing is still going to come down to cost it is going to be expensive right so, okay so if you do have a cat with FIP the good news is is that there is now a treatment that looks like it's going to work yes but it is going to be expensive so what, what sort of cost are we looking in Madagascar uh, in, in Madagascar yeah. array I'm not 100% sure right. of the exact tra- so, uh, start with Aussie dollars then alright well look, I, 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 I won't go on go into that you know we'd probably probably best to have the talk to your vet that's true. about what the cost is going to be that's true um, um, so looking at thousands, aren't you? It, it is going to yeah. be in the thousands and more likely probably in the tens. You know, well, yeah, close you, to tens. You, you, you probably won't get much change out of 10 grand. Yes. But from where previously you, previously you had no chance, yes. now your cat has got a chance. Yes. So for a dedicated owner that has the fiscal means to be able to try and treat, now suddenly there is an option. That's great. And there to might know. also be a budget option as well. So um, so if your vet doesn't really know about what's going on, uh, they can actually get in touch with um, with uh, uh, Dr. Richard Malik. He's uh, it's pretty easy to get his details um, mm-hmm. through Sydney, Sydney Uni, Uni yes. and uh, and he's usually pretty good at being able to help people to uh, get the information that they need. Excellent. Is the budget option um, like a drink some bleach, like Trump recommended, or anything like that, mate? Yeah, that, I, I, does, that doesn't go into whether into the bleach style no, options. Right. And, and the, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, yeah, no, the, the, no. the, the, the <laughs> options are still after the use the expensive stuff initially too. So right. you do have to go for the expensive stuff, but then you can go a little bit more budget after that. A bit more budget after that. Fantastic. I saw an, uh, just got an article uh, from, uh, this is a group called My Vet Candy. Right, yeah. time, make a bit of time. Yes, yep. Studies suggest it's common for pet dog and cats to catch COVID-19 from their owners. Well, this is like a blast from the past from right at the start of the pandemic, it, it wasn't is, it? It is. These guys, um, they've done a little bit of research um, out of the 
Utrecht University in, Utrecht. The, in, the, in the Netherlands. Yes. Uh, Dr. Els Broens studied dogs and cats of people who tested positive for COVID-19. A mobile veterinary clinic visited the homes of owners who had tested positive um, and blood samples were taken from their cats and dogs. Right, okay, yes. Um, so obviously one of the uh, one of the five reasons... To leave, could, to leave home? Yeah, yeah leave home is to get your cat or dog tested by yes. the mobile vet. Yeah, yes, nah, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Although they probably just handed them out the window, Lewis. <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah. I, th- I think so. Uh, so the owners uh, tested positive in the past two to 200 days. Um, they took oropharyngeal and uh, and rectal swabs. Oh, so, so of that's, course, that's obviously the one down the throat that you do get when you get your COVID test, but not generally the one up your bum. Yeah, that, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Generally not not no. not the butt swab. And blood samples were taken. Uh, the swabs, the PCR was done. They they looked at 156 dogs and 154 cats. Six cats and seven dogs, so four about four percent had a positive PCR test. Right. And thirty one and twenty three, so about seventy percent of, of dogs and cats uh, combined tested positive for antibodies. So indicating right. that they actually had been infected with yeah, COVID nineteen right. and developed an immune response of it. Um, so uh, some some of the owners uh, agreed to undergo further tests um, of um, and. Uh, hang on, I'm just trying to read it on the on the high. Uh, with pets, um, for, uh, they're saying 20% of households that where an owner had coronavirus or COVID-19 um, had actual antibodies for the virus. So there's a 20% chance of yeah, your pet right. catching it if you've you've actually caught and it. And then seroconverting, yeah, right. Yeah, interesting thing is not none of the animals showed any symptoms. Yes, at okay, all. yep. Um, and there's no evidence of all that you can catch covid from your from pet. an animal, and that's yep. really important to, to reiterate. Don't be sort of, you know, horrified and think I've got to get rid of my pet, or you no. know, or, or the neighbours have, have caught COVID. I can't pat, can't keep feeding the cat when it jumps the fence and comes for a feed at my job. Yes, or yeah, that sort yeah. Of thing. Or take the dog for a walk for the neighbours because they're in, in lockdown. So there is no, but there is a little bit to say that maybe if you tested positive for COVID nineteen, that you should, if you can. Try and keep away from your pets, similar to how you might be keeping yeah. away from the rest of the household. Don't sneeze on your cat. Yes. Don't share your cat's water bowl. Yeah. No. Good yeah. Point. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Don't. Uh, don't lick each other. Yeah. Yeah. No licking. Yes. No. Yeah. No. Zero. Zero yes. licking of yes. your of your cat while you are COVID. How about when you're when you're COVID negative, Lewis? Is it? Can we advocate people licking you know, the li- cat? Licking, licking the yeah, cat when they're COVID sure that, negative. Pretty sure that's okay. That's okay. Excellent. As Very long good. as the cat's up to with worms. Terrific. You don't want to lick a flea because that have ta- that's a, tapeworm. That's, that's, a, that's, a, that's, a, that's that's a story for next week. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> exactly. So there you go. A little bit of a uh, little bit of information. Fortunately, to date, no pet to human transmission has been reported, despite the rather high prevalence among pets from COVID nineteen positive households in this study. It seems unlikely that pets play a role in the pandemic. Very good. Very good point to take there away. There you go. All righty. Sorry, listeners, we interrupt this previously recorded podcast to bring you some up-to-date and important information. Lewis, what's happening at the news desk? Well, we were rambling a bit in uh, in our Port Douglas little chat there about a potential uh, a food, a pet food issue that, that had been brewing, and it's really come to a fore, hasn't it, mate? So we've... Um, it's actually been in the news. A lot of people might have heard it, but around uh, certainly around the Bairnsdale, East Gippsland area, there's been a problem with some severe liver uh, toxicity issues um, in a, in a uh, quite a few dogs, um, and there's possible some of those dogs may have eaten a certain sort of uh, raw pet food. Yeah, um, yeah. So the um, 
the initial reports, uh, the first one that I found as far as being published was um, uh, a couple of, um, where are we here, um, was uh, on the 7th, uh, the, yeah, uh, yeah, the ninth, the ninth of um, the ninth of uh, July, and the ABC five dogs die and twenty four five more fall ill as Gippsland pet food retailer recalls beef product. So this is right. the story that we're alluding to, where there's been um, dogs that have been developing just this really acute liver disease. So yeah. they've been showing all the signs of dogs that are um, that we've spoken previously about on previous podcasts about dogs that have got acute liver problems, feeling really unwell, going off food, uh, drinking more, weighing more, but also then, you know, at, at becoming yellow. So becoming jaundiced um, and getting, and on when they owners have been taking their dogs to the vets, elevated liver enzymes, dehydrated, uh, inappetence to anorexia. And as, as said in these articles, it, dogs have been dying from it. And a lot of dogs, a lot of dogs have been needing uh, veterinary treatment. Yeah, it's terrible. I think yeah, like the uh, the clinical signs, yeah, that dogs are from suddenly being really unwell to actually vaguely just being sort of just off food is a little bit that's coming out of some of the vets that are dealing with, with at the moment. And the common link in relation to the death does you know, appear and there's no, there's no, uh, I suppose there's no definite proof and it's all sort of allegedly at the moment. It hasn't been established. I guess no. what we're saying um, dogs that have eaten sort of beef from um, a knackery in East, East Gippsland, yes. um, which is, or oh, it's a Mafra knackery. Um, and they trade it's been as reported. A, it's been reported yeah. as the Mafra knackery Backman, and um, Backman meats and Backman greyhound supplies, which do also have a store in Seaford, in, in Melbourne Southeast. And I think possibly they also produce a food called Doggy's Den or well, Doggy I think, Den. I, I think, I think Doggy Den is another pet food um, right. uh, retailer in Bansdale that, right. uh, that sourced their meat from, um, from the Mafra knackery. Right. So some of those foods have been recalled and, um, yep. but it has not been established that this is causing the illness, I guess is, is what we just need to, from a legal perspective, I guess, yeah. uh, you know, make sure, but, but certainly if you feel you, you know, you've been feeding some raw foods from, um, potentially from some of those areas and your dog is unwell, or even if your dog's not unwell, we will probably recommend that you stop feeding um, you certainly can take the food back for a refund to some of those places that are accepting a refund. But if your dog is unwell, you certainly would be we talking to your vet um, as as soon as possible. Um, the um, uh, the certainly the prime safe is the regulatory body regarding knackeries, isn't it, mate? Uh, you know, yeah. For, so for so. Yeah, Prime Safe is the Victorian regulatory body that um, governs um, all uh, animal um, uh, animal food, oh, you know, plants, so abattoirs, um, chicken farms, knackeries. Uh, they all have to be licensed and regulated through Prime Safe. So Prime Safe and the Department of Agriculture here in Victoria are investigating, trying to confirm the causative link. Um, because as uh, as Lewis said earlier, the the early indications, the early commonality was that these dogs had been fed uh, 
meat products from uh, this area. Um, and there's a there was a an email that came out the, from the Victorian Vet Board um, uh, just last night. Um, saying that many but not all of the affected dogs have consumed fresh pet meat supplied by a nearby knackery. So I guess that's, yeah, they may have found some dogs that have shown these liver signs that haven't eaten these, um, these, uh, this food, but sometimes you will get dogs that will have liver issues due to other reasons as well, not necessarily, you know, that, that mm. haven't necessarily eaten the meat. But um, that's certainly where the line of investigation is going at the moment. So, yeah, um, so, yeah obviously this is this little addendum we're doing is, is on the 17th of July, just for, for those listeners who might be listening at a later date. Um, and That's the reason seems- why you can't hear the palm trees and the water in the yes, background because we're actually they're- recording this back in, you know, lockdown 5.0 in Melbourne. Oh, aren't we, mate? And it <laughs> seems to be – Seems to be only dogs sort of uh, perhaps fed the food um, in the last perhaps six to eight weeks seems to be what we're looking at. So sort of from the start of June onwards um, it seems to be and some sort of preliminary tests they've done that's the just for the vets out there that are listening um, they're negative these dogs are negative for leptospirosis that's a common mm. liver problem we get and they're also negative for ehrlichiosis too um, and seem to be possibly negative for aflatoxins so which are sort of common thing uh, aflatoxins are a common thing we see with pet food where they get a, a bit of a a, uh, a fungal is a fungal fungal aflatoxin yeah food. yeah so yeah so yeah. if you get a fungal toxin that grows up in the in the food so you talk about that in um e- even in the packaged um foods yes that if they that if they go off so yes. to speak that then you get a buildup yep. of um you have mycotoxins of fungal growth in there that can yep. then cause these sorts of things to um to grow up and cause issues and i yeah. guess it it does hit home and and i for any if for any listeners out there that uh that are worried talk to your vet you know if you've been feeding your dog um a, a, a raw raw pet food then you know find out from your place where you buy it from where they source that meat from yep. um yep. you know if there is any doubt if they can't tell you exactly where they get it from and really that you can't then contact them maybe have a think about whether you know, how safe that food is to be feeding your your dog your dog not going to tell you that you can what you can and can't do, but um, there's a lot of people out there that do get a lot you know, quite holier than now when it comes to feeding of raw food. That's absolutely fine, but you know what? You kind of need to know where it's coming from, you know. And most of the time, pet mints is going to come from knackeries. Now, you know. Um, knackeries are you know to give people a bit of an idea because you know knackeries people might not know what a what a knackery is but it's basically a slaughterhouse that that or they they usually take the animals that aren't fit for human consumption so if you've got farmers that are um that have got a sick cow or a sick horse um that are uh you know that can't be treated or the farmer doesn't want to treat, they can call the knackery because it takes a pretty big hole to try and bury a, a cow mm. or a horse. Mm. Um, and the knackeries will come and will take the body away um, to then uh, to then you know, dispose of it for them, generally by turning it into pet food. Um, so that's the way that they make their money is that they, uh, they, they, prep the body they they harvest off all the um all the meat and all the all the products that they can um get rid of what they what they don't use and then on sell that to as generally as pet food 
Yeah, well, the other the other sources for it maybe fertilizers as well. It might go into too. I don't really know. Like blood and bone and things like yeah, that. Yeah, potentially. I don't know, but yeah, certainly the, some of it does certainly go go to the the pet food. And I, I suppose you know, I guess it's just a warning you know out there for everyone that uh, you know if you're in Melbourne southeast, if you if you're down in Gippsland sort of way, that's where most of the cases they said there've been a few in Frankston potentially. Yeah, Frankston as, and Cranbourne places yeah. around Seaford. Yeah, yeah. There's a, there's a shop in Seaford that that's owned by by those guys. So I, I guess, you know, yeah, like get to your vet. But what can help too is you might think, I want to throw the food out. My dog's unwell. Sometimes keeping the food, I know that sounds weird, but then it can be sample tested um, potentially um, if, if your dog is unwell. So everyone's sort of keen often to throw their med out and throw the, throw the food out. But um, often a, a testing, um, having some available to test might be suitable. But obviously, you need to talk talk to your vet about that. It does seem to be only raw meat, and there doesn't seem to be any human um, humans affected at all by it, um, um, which is the important thing. There's no risk to human health or human food safety. Uh, human food safety associated with these cases, says the vet board as well and i guess it's important to that a lot of stuff is, is out in the media so we're you know certainly there's um all these you know, places we've um we've mentioned yeah yeah reference i mean they're all, all in the media so um so go and check it out and look if you've got any questions certainly um talk to your vet is probably your best uh best way to go about it yeah and we'll keep uh yeah we'll we'll, we'll keep bringing Edmendium um, podcast. We're currently sort of Oreo this podcast. Yeah. We had the, the, the first half of the podcast. Now we've got the creamy center and now we've got the, the, the rest of the podcast coming up later and we're going to record their next week's podcast now. So, you know, so, so not now we're going to have not confusing. Oh, it's kind of like tenant Lewis and I were trying to work out how we were sort of po- doing this sort of podcast version of tenant. Now the movie, um, the movie tenant. Yes, that's right. Yeah. So if, if you are interested in hearing next week's podcast early, um, we're going to be recording next week's podcast now. So go to Patreon and join up for, for as little as $2 and you can get access to uh, the week's pot, the next week's podcast early. So yes, you, know, you can get, check you can that get pod- out. You can get our podcast a week early if you are for for little as two dollars a month on Patreon. You can you can access uh, some of this wonderful information that we're we're going to record now for next week. Absolutely, that makes sense. Alrighty, <laughs> clear Alrighty. as mud, mate. What do you reckon? Let's get back to the beautiful rolling waves, the swishing palm trees, and the gorgeous four mile beach of Port Douglas. So you know what? I think we might just talk about a disclaimer, and then we might just go for the fun of it. Actually, because we're going go and have lunch. Yeah, sounds yeah. nice. So right? all, all advice on this show is generally nature. So please uh, consult your veterinarian um, if you've got any questions or you know need any clarification or whatever it is that I've said 159 other times and can't remember exactly what it is. Um, but uh, yeah, we're going to go and get some lunch. Yeah, what we might do? I'll have a quick check of the Instagram. Uh, Make sure that nobody else has uh, written. There is uh, one question, uh, not a question per se. I think I'm caught up on uh, this is from cfran 73 and tim not a question per se i think i might i am caught up on most of your episodes but would love to hear you converse about crid slash kennelkoff etc love heart oh there we go all right well well, we might do that next episode what do you think that might be a good one um uh and then nick tuna says could you talk about poisoned cues in training it seems a complicated balance of timing and intent Right. Well, I might need to check the Google machine for what poison cues. Poison cues. Got a little yeah, bit right. of an idea from is, it, is that is that something that's um, up here in far north Queensland? Poison cues. I, I think yeah, p- 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 p
And someone poisons the cue. The cue, and then and then it explodes the the, the cue ball. Yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, well, uh, where are we at? We're at uh, no, no, no. Twenty-seven we'll, minutes. We'll save for next week. I yeah. Think. Okay. We'll, we'll talk, talk about Kennelcroft next week. Exactly. Sounds like a plan. We've got a few people. No, just checking Facebook. Uh, Clint Uniman, yes, thank you, Clint. We will not talk about the uh, the, yeah. the crocodile diet. No, no appreciate no, that. Yeah, thank you, thank you very much. Yeah, we don't want Uncle Snappy to come and uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, to, to to come and extract vengeance on us after Lewis has narrowly escaped the uh, the eel. But anyway, we're off to the Mosson Bakery now and yes. made for a crocodile and eel pie. I'm sure. Nice. <laughs> yeah, yeah, or a, a, a crocodile and quinoa pie. Exactly. And if you're up here. Send us, a, send us a message on uh, twovets.pets at gmail.com. Yes. We'd love to meet up with you. Um, and Instagram, Facebook, on all, all that sort well. of stuff. Patreon, you'll find us there. Excellent. All righty, guys. Scratch you later. Peace out. Bye. Thanks for listening to Two Vets Talk Pets with Lewis and Robbie. To chat further about this week's episode or ask the guys any questions, search Two Vets Talk Pets on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, or send an email to twovetstalkpets at gmail.com. You can find Lewis on Twitter with the handle at vetbehaviorist, and more importantly, as the two pet heroes return to their day job of saving animals' lives, be sure to thank them with a five-star review on iTunes. Every time you do, a small, cute animal will receive a cuddle.